Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. I, I'm going to invite up to the stage for today's message in these services. I'm really, really excited about this. And I'm gonna call Kingdom Business, Kingdom Business. And I'm gonna invite three leaders, uh, three legends, three friends, uh, three people who I think embody this really well and lead the way in our church in this really well. And uh, and so I want, to, um, I want to lean into a couple of topics that I think are gonna stretch us encourage us, expand us, level up our thinking, level up our passion, level up our call and everything that God has for us. Because I want to be about my father's business, right? You remember, uh, thumbprint, okay. In Luke chapter uh, 2, verse 49, it says this, he said to them, this is Jesus as a young man. He says, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I have to be about my father's business? And Jesus understood something about life and understood something about engaging his life in business. So I want to lean into that with some absolute heroes. So the first one I'm going to invite up, we got Eric Hepfer in the house. Come on up. Grab a seat wherever. Uh, Eric, uh, I'll have these guys more official intro themselves here in a second, what they do kind of outside, but runs in, uh, the worship, you know, sphere or has been building our kids worship team right now, leads on the base, helps in, in our, our worship department. Absolute amazing. Next, Ashley Spear. Come on. Come on. Incredible. Again, we'll talk about outside this house, but inside this house, her and her husband direct our cafe team. Come on, keeping us caffeinated, keeping us fired up. Okay, last but not least, Nick Ryan. Come on up here. Nick Ryan helps to oversee our Pathfinders uh, here at at Bressy Campus and leads in that area. So I'm really excited to get chatting with all three of these incredible leaders. So team, you guys are dismissed. Go ahead and uh, I'll grab a seat. You guys already grabbed a seat. Sorry, we blocked you guys. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Gonna have to like jump off. Come on, one more time. Our worship team today, unreal. Sorry, should have thought that through. It's bad timing on my part. That's all good. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. All righty. So um, as we get into it, first, uh, I'm going to go to the end. Nick Ryan, when I was talking about Pathfinders, I got the privilege of just being at our Pathfinders graduation night. It was amazing. <laughs> Unbelievable. And uh, so I, I wanted to just have any of our current, uh, from that season, if you graduated just this last uh, season 11, right? Season 11, and you're in the room, would you stand to your feet? We want to honor you guys. You guys here, amazing. Come on, let's go. Incredible. So, Nick, just quick intro of yourself, what you do for work, and and um, and maybe if you want to say something about Pathfinders, you can too. But 
Yeah, hey everybody, uh, Nick Ryan. So I've been coming to Awaken since 2015, uh, married to my beautiful wife, Katie. Um, I am a cybersecurity executive for a very large accounting firm and um, season 10 graduate for Pathfinders. But uh, Chris, yep. But uh, yeah, I just have a heart for bringing, you know, um, what God's doing in this house into the marketplace. So that's just what Pathfinders is all about. If you haven't done the apprenticeship, you need to do it. You'll be blessed. Awesome. Ashley, talk to us about what you guys do, what you get up to, just all the legal stuff. And uh, just kidding. Just kidding. That was for Zach. That was for Zach. That was for yes. Zach. Uh, we've been coming to Awaken since 2019, my husband Zach and I. We, um, we have a company. We do marketing consulting. That's the easiest way to say it. And um, we've just stepped into the SaaS world with a CRM and now dabbling with some AI stuff as well, which is super fun. But we've always had a heart and passion for um, hopefully embodying and displaying, having Jesus on display in our business um, and people being impacted through that. So we're excited to be here. Amazing. Awesome. All right, Eric, talk to us. What's your, what's your life outside of this place? What do you do? Yeah, so I've only ever had two jobs in my life. I was in the Navy, and then uh, I've been working for a large real estate development company for the better part of a decade. And uh, we, we own real estate. We develop it, we buy it, we own it, and then we do that personally, Christy and I as well. Amazing. Come on. So what I'm, what I'm hoping to get over the next uh, moments together here is I want your faith to be lifted. I want you to be encouraged and challenged but not just um, to do better in business, but kind of the why. You know what I mean? And what is the mandate? What's the call on our lives in this sphere and in this area? One of the verses that I was thinking about, you guys, um, and then we'll kind of jump into it, is one of the things that was said about David is it says that David fulfilled the purposes of God in his generation, and then, and then he passed away. And there's this concept about that you'll see throughout Scripture around that the God purpose, you know what I mean? And assigning, connecting yourself to something. David didn't just do what he wanted to do and then he died. He fulfilled the purposes of God for his life. And that, that's what I want to lean into and have you guys begin to speak into. You guys, both, all three of you guys are uh, leading and successful in different areas of industry. But when and how did that kind of first connect in your guys' lives when it comes to, okay, my business is not just business and then I'm a Christian, but it's really kingdom business. You know, when did you kind of link those worlds uh, together and kind of get that revelation? Let's, you, we can kind of jump around here a little bit, whoever wants to get I could, started. I could jump in. All right. Uh, so as I mentioned, I, I was in the Navy, the only ever job I ever had. And uh, <laughs> my, my wife and I were living in Florida and we got invited to a dinner. It was kind of like our vision builders dinner. And uh, there was a guy there, his name is Lee Domain. He's actually still one of my mentors today. And uh, he just presented this case for being a king in the kingdom, going out, creating wealth, bringing that provision back into the house of God to fund the vision of the house that you're a part of. Like, and in that moment, I knew that that was my life calling. Um, and shortly thereafter, you know, pursuing God for what was next after the Navy, I got a word that I was gonna attend Harvard Business School and I was gonna be a businessman. And so I just lean into that promise. There's a whole, whole bunch of God stories about how that all came to fruition, but it was really just sitting in a church meeting when somebody discipled me in earning wealth for the kingdom and then using that to give generously. Yeah, I love that. So good. And Lee Domain is a great, 
reference point, too. If any of you guys are wanting to study more on that, lean into more of those ideas, he does a lot of great teaching on that. He's, he's kind of been a, a great voice in that in the church, so it's great. Yeah. I think for us, um, we had a moment in 2019, both Zach and I were working in our business solely, and uh, we stepped into it. Our business wasn't making that much either. I mean, it was barely supporting both of us. We were in January 2019. We were staying in a house that somebody let us stay in for free for the month. And we were working at Starbucks because the internet was so bad. And we were packing peanut butter and jellies and going out to the car and getting in the trunk and eating our peanut butter and jelly for lunch every day. And at the time, our business, we ran Facebook ads. We generated leads and we sold those leads. And our Facebook ads got shut down. And it had been multiple weeks. We could not get our account back. So that means we had no leads. We were making no sales. We, we had no money. And uh, we didn't have a lot that like to sustain us. And so we ended up cashing out my 401k and paying off a little bit of debt that we had and then saying like, okay, Lord, you know, here's where we can dip into our savings. And then one of us has to go get a job if we, if we go past this. But at that time we were in this valley that felt so heavy and neither of us wanted to go get a job again, but we knew that God had called us to business ownership. And we knew that God had specifically called us to the industry that we were in because we had a heart and passion for leading people to Christ through our business. And it was one of those times for us where we had to decide like, God, am I going to trust you to bring us through this? Or am I going to take our own control and just go get a job because it feels uncomfortable, even though it's not what you've called us to do in this season? And um, after we made that commitment, we took communion. We said, Lord, we're staying in this. We're trusting you that you have a way out of this valley. Within a week, a friend called us, invited us to a business event in Salt Lake City. He paid our way out there, and we ended up in a meeting where we secured a contract that was larger than anything we could have ever imagined, nothing that was even remotely in our vision going forward, and that contract could sustain us for five months of living with one contract. I, lo I love that. Uh, just before we jump in, uh, Nick, I, I love... I love that reality, and I hope every single one of us, in whatever industry, wherever you're, you're working or your, your business, is you keep engaging God. You know, it's one of the principles you see when you read through the Old Testament. Uh, David was probably one of the best at it, and some of the other kings, and even King Saul really suffered because he didn't do this, was to inquire of the Lord. If you're ever reading through the Old Testament, and they're trying to make a decision, it said, and David inquired of the Lord, Right? But Saul did little of that. He was like well into his kingship for a while. And then it, the Bible literally makes a note. And this was the first time Saul like built an altar and inquired of the Lord. But David had been doing that well before he was king. David had been doing that with the sheep. David had been doing that. So he had to have this habit of engaging God in every part of his life. And so I think we got to be careful that we don't ever... Think that well, you know, God just cares about like the 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 churchy stuff or the spiritual stuff. No, no, he he. You, you, we need to eliminate that like weird idea of kind of sacred and secular when it comes to our lives, right? Uh, God is into work. He created work. He gave you the industry he gave you. He gave you the mantle he gave you. Your work is ministry. Your work, God's hand is on it. I, I always like to remind people, yeah, you can clap if you want. Go ahead. 
I like to remind people that one of the first times the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit in coming on somebody to empower them to do something, it's for craftsmanship and design. It's not, it's not even for you know, like some ministry role. It's a guy who's doing design and, and craftsmanship for building and architecture, right? So if we, we need to eliminate this weird idea that God only anoints preachers, right? Yes, God's anointing is on the preaching of his word, but God's anointing is on construction workers. God's anointing is on carpenters and teachers and actors and even politicians. Come on, somebody. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, you know, some people can walk away from the anointing as a politician, but God's power and position, you know, his anointing, uh, is on every area. So I and I, I don't want to keep talking, but this is a great example. When I was young, every preacher I always wanted to like, let's do an altar call for people who call to be preachers. It was all focused on preachers. It felt like the only time you could feel calling is when you're a preacher. You know what I mean? And that was great for me because I felt called to be a preacher. But I had four other brothers who didn't feel that call. And so every ministry moment was like, oh, there goes Samuel again, getting a prophetic word, the chosen one. And I always felt bad because I was like, man, my brothers are really legit too, you know, like. <laughs> until finally there was a service where this prophet said, man, you feel, feel called to business. And the marketplace, I want you to come forward. And that's when my brother got a prophetic word. That's what, you know, it was like, so from then on out, whenever I preach youth camps and conferences, I would do a call for those who called the ministry, arts, teachers, politicians, business, and everywhere in between. It's a calling. Amen. Nick? Yeah, you know, honestly, it, my upbringing was a lot like what you talked about, where it was, you know, I did not, uh, I was not raised in a church. And then when I finally did get saved in 2011, the church I was going to at the time did not empower the marketplace. So I always felt like something was wrong with me because I couldn't find the lane in the, in the house of God that was, you know, where I was thriving, right? So I tried out all these different teams. I'm like, well, this is great. I love serving, but I didn't feel like it was my lane. And um, it wasn't until there was two sides of it. In the actual marketplace, I had a boss who was a Christian woman, and she actually lived like a Christian woman in the marketplace. And people would ask her about it in meetings, and she would talk about it openly. And that was the first time it shifted for me of like, oh, I can be myself here. Because what she understood was that her provider is the Lord. Right. It's not the business. It's not man. It's the Lord. So she's going to be faithful to him in the marketplace wherever she is and thrive there. Um, and then also, you know, I hate to plug it again, but Pathfinders is so great. Um, but Pastor Colin wrote a book called Convergence. He's on Convergence. that commission. He's on that commission. You know? yeah. yeah. So Pastor Colin wrote a book called Convergence. And in it, he's talking about when God has put all these things in your hand, you're running in the right lane, and everything in your life just clicks. That is convergence, right? And so using what God has put in your hands faithfully and thriving with it. And that's why I just love our church so much that just empowers. And it's like, let's jam on the gas and like go out and impact the marketplace so that we can expand God's kingdom in so many different ways. Because there are people in the marketplace who are waiting for an invite to church. We're waiting to see a transformed life up and close and personal. What does this actually look like? Not coming on Sunday and playing Christian, but what does it look like Monday through Friday in the workplace? So, so good. 
You know, my, my dad owned his own kind of more, you know, residential home remodels and upgrades. And so we worked with him a lot when we were kids. And, and man, he, was, he would bring his faith always into his work. We would pray with every customer. He was always asking customers to pray. Uh, it, what, what can we pray for? Always sharing faith. And uh, even the lady who gave us warm Diet Pepsi on a hot day, you know, we even prayed for her. And uh, so, you know, the faith was real. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, w- one of the iconic verses that, that we hear, maybe when we're thinking of like, um, and, and I want to hear what you guys' thoughts on it. You know, Matthew chapter 6, 33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God, or seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And what, what is it that jumps out at you when you think of that in relation to kind of your work, who you are, seeking kingdom? What does that look like? Um, not just, you know, serving on a team on Sunday here, which is great. That's a part of it. But, like, what does that look like to seek the kingdom in kind of your workplace, in your marketplace? I can jump in. Uh, you don't yeah, have to keep going yeah, in order. Yeah, so just for me, um, for me, I've, I've always, ever, even since I was a little kid, um, I would always just say, like, I think the point of life is just to figure out what God wants you to do and then do that thing. Like, I don't know that That's it's... That's pretty simple. I like that. I, I like that. I don't know. My dad was like, really? Where did you get that? It's like, oh. the, the, the Bible, I think. And... Um, so I've, for, as it relates to the kingdom and marketplace, I've always just tried to see what it was that God would have me do. And, um, you know, so he told me where to go to college. He told me to join the Navy. He told me to juice submarines. He told me to quit the Navy, go to Harvard. And the job that I have now is because I had a specific word from God that I would get that job and that the other 90 people that applied wouldn't. And so I am, I'm very confident that I am where God has called me to be. And then so when I get offers to go other places and do other things, I say, great, if God speaks, then I'll move. But until he does, that I'm going to sit confidently in where God has me. And then you can know that God will take care of you while you're there. That's so good. That's, that's amazing. I, lo- I love that, that, that simple idea of I'm just going to see what God wants me to do, and then I'm going to do that. And sometimes we can see those clear next steps in the Word, right? There's many directives the Word of God just literally tells us, right? And then there are those other things where God is going to speak by His Spirit to call you into something, lead you in a certain direction. So I love that. I want my boys to have the confidence of Eric while they're growing up because I definitely <laughs> didn't have that wisdom at such a young age. So that's incredible. Uh, I think for us, it's just super simple and in inviting the Lord into our business and our life every single day. So I think we probably all have our own quiet time and prayer life. But for Zach and I, every single morning, we're praying over the day and that God would guide it, that he would be in it, that he would open up doors that should be open and close those that shouldn't. And when Zach was on the phone making sales calls, we prayed before every single call, not like at the beginning of the day. Every call, we said, God, bring us the right customers and protect us from the wrong ones. And so inviting the Lord into every single conversation that we're having with a customer, that we're having with a client early on allows him to hopefully bring increased discernment within us, but also allow his wisdom to flow through us as we're talking to those people and discern, is this a good match for both of us? And then today, as we go into our business, Lord, guide us, direct our path, be in control, increase clarity, and really just invite him to be the owner and the steward of what we're driving on a daily basis. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that. I think, you know, everybody here knows that areas of your life that you submit to the Lord generally go better, right? <laughs> like if you are submitting your finances good rule. to the Lord, it's good rule. I mean, it, it goes better, right? If you are, I mean, even a, a funny example for me just recently with my physical health, I was having like some skin condition. It was super weird. And my wife kept saying, hey, have you prayed about what the root is, what the cause is? You know, because I've gone to the doctors, I've gone to their naturopaths and nothing was happening. And sure enough, you know, I started praying about it. And then I came to church and Gio came up to me. It was like, hey, um, I think you've got to start doing this. And he gave me something and, and I've been taking it and it's been clearing up, right? Like just being in the house of God and submitting this to, it wasn't a doctor. I mean, Gio might be a doctor. I don't know. Come on, Supreme. But, Come on, Supreme. <laughs> that was a that was the stuff over or under the counter, or what was that? <laughs> that little little hey, Mexican supplements. Don't ask. You know what I mean? No, I mean. <laughs> honestly, though, it's it, it's it's so true though. Of every area, it just goes so much better. I always love the analogy that people give when, you know, if your life is like a house and it's dark inside, and you let the Lord in, who is all light. If you keep the closet closed, light's not going to get in there. If you keep, you know, the carpet on, covering stuff, it's not going to get dealt with. Yeah. So really opening it up and just seeing the fruit of what God's word says. You know, one of the things in, in any area of life, and obviously especially in our work life, uh, to advance is, is going to require a stretch. It's going to require... A faith move, and faith is such a, a core kingdom principle. If we're talking about seeking his kingdom and his righteousness and his ways, one of the ways of the kingdom is faith. One of the ways of the kingdom is extending and stretching, a lot of times even beyond what's comfortable, right? So I want to talk first in maybe uh, different areas of work life, business life. What was a, a faith-stretching moment where, you know, with God's help, you're like, you know what, we need to make this move. And it's uncomfortable in our workplace, uncomfortable in business. But as we did that, as we stepped out, you know, what was that? And what were some factors around kind of giving you guys the courage to step out in faith? Ashley? <laughs> I mean, I think this, uh, this are so many stories. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's every single day. Uh, I think the most recent one is that God was really calling us to eliminate a piece of our business in this season, an offering that literally is the offering that built our business, the offering that like got us to where we are today. And we're like, God, this is like our baby. This is like what you've where you brought us from nothing to like here. But we really kept feeling God say like, I have more for you. This is holding you back now. It served its season, but now it's holding you back and you need to release it. You need to let me prune this area of your business and this area of your life. But that area was 40% of, of our revenue. You know, so, and we made that decision. We said like, we're losing 40% of our revenue immediately. And the, the reality is you think you can keep that revenue siloed when you make those decisions. Unfortunately, that's not usually how it works, and it ends up being like 60 or 70% of your revenue, and you're like, God, this is very uncomfortable. This is not what you told us was going to happen. Um, but 
and that lasted months, you guys. I wasn't like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna prune this away and then we're gonna make up for it. It was like a five month journey of God, like, where's the money coming from? Where's the money coming from? This is painful. This is affecting our whole organization. This is scary. And um, just in the past couple of weeks, like we finally seen the fruit that came from the pruning that the Lord was doing, and that's fruit that we could have never seen because we would have been pouring so much energy over there. We wouldn't have the capacity to see this new direction that he's pointing us in. And um, some of these opportunities could be lifetime opportunities that will not only serve our family, but other families as we grow and the kingdom ultimately. And that's a big step. I don't know if you guys know, but 40% is almost half. Just so you guys... In case that was fuzzy math, but that's a lot, you know. And so before I move on from that, maybe share one other thing. Like, where do you, in moments like that, when you're about to make that move, um, kind of what are you drawing on, right? Because every single one of us in different ways are going to have seasons where we got to step out. we got to leave comfort, right, and try to stretch towards the next thing God has for us. What, what is something you're drawing on, you know what I mean, to go, we can do this, okay? We're going to do that. We're going to pull the trigger. We're going to step out. I think it's always, it's so important for us to, and I'm relearning this, stories are so important. Retelling ourselves stories, retelling our kids stories, retelling stories in our businesses and our workplace. Yeah. So remembering, hey, Lord, I know that you brought me out of the valley in 2019, when we were eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches out of our car trunk, like, I know you're going to bring us out of this valley today because you've called us to us. That's the important thing is that we're tethered to God, and we know that he's actually calling us into that next space because if he's not, his blessing may not be over it if we're doing it on our own will and out of our own um you know, what we, what we want. And that's not really where God's calling us, but because we are confident that that's where God's calling us and we can remember Lord, because you've done it for us in the past, you'll do it for us again. And truly believing that and holding on to it. I love it. Amazing. Nick, jump in. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, in in my life, there's been a lot of stretching, um, that there's been times that I've done it to myself and hurt myself. There's been, you know, times that, you know, for example, I dropped out of college And, you know, my whole family had built up that you are not successful unless you go to college. And so that was just in my community. And so I was the outsider for many years because they all thought he can't be successful unless he goes to college. And God took me through so many different pruning exercises with who are you going to trust? You're going to trust what man is saying about you or you're going to trust what I say about you. It's so funny how God works because now I actually teach cybersecurity at Harvard University without a college degree. Should, should I mean, we do the handshake? Uh, we do the secret handshake later? It's a secret one. We'll show them later. Um, but really, it's just Wait, funny because... There's a secret Harvard handshake? There is a secret one. Oh, yeah. darn it. Yeah. I, I made that up. It's not true. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I was getting pumped. But really, it's even in that season of, you know, it was daunting for me to have to sit in these interviews with them and talk to them. You know, they wanted me, but then they would hammer it and be like, so you, you don't have a degree. Like, it was this uncomfortable. I could have leaned into it and been like, oh my gosh, I feel horrible. But I just had to stand on, no, God's called me to this place. So yes, I do not have a college degree, but that doesn't make me unqualified. 
he's already qualified me. I love it. Um, let's, for the sake of time here, because this is so good, but I got to move on because the clock's ticking down and uh, people got brunch plans. And, uh, but one of the things that, you know, talking about this whole Vision Builder season, when it comes to uh, us at taking our resource, taking the gifts, the talents, the, the mandates, the businesses, the work that God has given us, and then now having this kingdom-minded, this kingdom business, right? When we're talking about being about our father's business, and we're saying, okay, come on, who wants to step in and, and be generous and bring above and beyond a tithe, this offering, what we call vision builders, to fund things like the academy, to fund taking new territory, territory, this building over here that's for our youth and our DNA rooms, like, to be able to do that, right, um, to the other campuses, the orphanages, and we're calling on people to get this, this visual, you know, for, for generosity and for kingdom influence. I, I want to begin to talk about that a little bit. What is that for you guys when you think of, okay, um, my work and my business helps to fund and helps to advance the kingdom of God. Let's talk about that connection and kind of that passion for you guys when it comes to that. Yeah, I think that, you know, there's a fundamental rule of math which states that you can't give what you don't have. Right. <laughs> as much as we would like to. And so um, the, the fact is we have to create wealth if we want to give generously. And, um, you know, for me, what my greatest joy is to see people walk in this room and experience the power of the Holy Spirit. And I get a pretty cool vantage point a lot of times because I get to look out and see all your faces. And when I see you experience God, it fills me up with so much joy. And that's what I experienced when I came in this door. And so the fact that we get to partner in uh, supporting and helping to fund Pastor Jurgen Leanne's vision is one of the highest callings of my life. And, and so like every day when I go to work, like I'm there because I need to make more money so that it can be more generous, so more lives can be transformed. And I share this with everybody that works for me. I say, look, if you don't have a why, I can promise you that like making a whole bunch of money, getting promoted, getting the job, getting the house, at the end of the day, you're going to wake up and you're going to say, why am I doing this? And I've even had that before too. Like, like why am I working so hard? I could retire right now. And the reason is because we need more campuses, more people need to get saved, more people need to be discipled, and more people need to experience Jesus. Amen. As long as there's one more person in this city that doesn't know Christ, we got we got more to do. You know what I mean? We're gonna we're gonna give everything we got to our last breath to share the gospel and reach as many people as we can. Amen. Or right, for, for you, Ashley, what's that? Um, I recently heard, and I know this from Scripture, but it was so simply said, like, our money is the Lord's before we make it, and it's the Lord's after we make it. Mm -hmm. And we were recently with a businessman who gives away 50% of his hey, profits. You share who that is and the, the, um, what you guys got together. Yeah, we, we recently got to be in a small group um, with the CEO and the founder of Hobby Lobby. And um, that business Amazing. does 8 to $9 billion a year in revenue. And they give away 50% of their profits every single year, which is hundreds of millions of dollars. And... Um, this, like, really, really challenged us to our core because the world 
tells us that giving comes with a price. The world says, oh, hey, those profits feel really comfortable in your bank account. They give your business a lot of security. Um, you know, you should really go invest those profits and get a return on them. You should go buy real estate. You should pass those profits on to your kids and on to your family. But they really challenge this mindset of why would we wait to see kingdom work happening on the ground? Why would we wait to see souls saved? Why would we wait to see altars built? Why would we wait to see families reunited in our own lifetime and in our own day? And um, it's really challenged us to just step to a new level of like, God, we want to see, we, our money was yours beforehand and it's yours when it comes into our hands. So how do we steward it and push it back out there for kingdom work to happen? And how do we do that at a higher level? I love that. One of my, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is um, the parable of the talents. And that's in Matthew 25. And Jesus is telling this parable. And Basically, there's three, this master gives three servants um, these talents, which are coins. So he gives the first one five, and after an amount of time, this servant comes back with ten. So he doubled it. And the master says, well done, good and faithful servant. Goes to the second one, is given two, comes back with four. Well done, good and faithful servant. The last one is given one, and he buries it, and he brings back one. He said, hey, I was just too scared to lose this, so, and, and, and I still have it. So here it is. And the master rebukes him and says, you lost and wicked servant. You didn't even put it in the bank to accrue interest, right? And so to me, that's such a powerful idea of like, if God's giving me this, you know, and God's God of, you know, fruitful, be fruitful and multiply as a charge. So I'm taking that literally in the marketplace. I'm going to go and get it. I'm going to double whatever he's given me today. I promise you, Nick in 10 years is going to have double that. And then 10 years from that, I'm going to have double that. And then we're going to keep on going. So. I love that. You, you know, honestly, just, just in case you guys hadn't really looked at the parable of the talents or parable of the bag of gold or whatever different translation speaks to that as, go look at that because I think it's one of the simplest ways to see what God expects from us as, as humans on earth. He's given us something. He is kind of left. He's going to return. And when he does, you go, what did you do with what I gave you? Did you multiply it or did you bury it, Right. And so it's really, really powerful. Um, when it comes to vision builders for you guys, when it comes to moments of going, okay, we want to invest in the kingdom, we're already talking about it a little bit, but what does that look like for you guys? And even as you're maybe in previous years, you've come up to vision builders this year as you're coming up to an, uh, a fresh opportunity to lean in and say, okay, we're going to pledge X amount. We're going to lean in and give. What is that process for you guys? Because... Uh, like you're saying, it's it's driven by impact. We're not just given to give or to you know be able to say we give or put our name on some plaque somewhere. We're giving because we want to see impact. But when we're stepping up to be generous, right? What does that look like for you guys? And every single one of us are going to have different levels that we're able to give above and beyond our tithe. But it's not necessarily about the amount. It's about that process of stretch, that process of faith, that journey of, of generosity when it comes to saying, okay, how can I resource and invest uh, into seeing lives change and lives transform? But what is that journey for you guys when you're stepping up uh, to, to give? I guess I'll start. So the, I think a few things. There's, um, you know, when you are in unity with your spouse, that is where 
you know, the power of God really, really moves when it comes to giving. Because if your heart is to give, but then your wife doesn't feel secure in the finances, you're going to have a hard time coming up and hearing the Lord um, in that way. And I think also there's times where, you know, um, anytime a stretch in that moment always feels uncomfortable. I always think about the idea of everybody has it in this room. The very first apartment that you rented or the first condo you bought or the first house, whatever, you had a big payment and you remember in that moment thinking, this is so much, how am I ever gonna be able to afford it? This is crazy. And without fail, five years down the road, you always look back and say, oh, if only I was paying that much I was paying five years ago, you know? So it's that idea of like, it's super uncomfortable in the stretch. You know, and then for us, we had a funny one at Vision Builders one time where we both came up with a number, and it was a big number for us. We had never given that much, but I, we both felt comfortable of giving this amount, and we, we were praying. We talked to each other. And we're like, no way. That's the same number I had, and then I'll never forget both of us. We kind of had another worship song go, and then right after that, um, I leaned over to Katie and was like, I'm pretty sure we're supposed to pay it all today, and she was like, what? And... <laughs> Because I think part of me knew in my own flesh that if I had a goal in 12 months, I knew I could go get that amount. But the Lord was showing me, it's about your heart. And can you really step out now and show me with this that you're trusting me and not coming up with a plan on your own to go figure out how you're going to do it in 12 months? Do it today. And that was so stretching for us. And we did it. And I'll never forget hitting send. I almost wanted to be like, please, Wi-Fi don't work, you know? (laughs) But... But God was so good because that was actually the year that we ended up getting pregnant with our son, that we ended up thriving so much, getting a new job. I mean, powerful. Um, I felt like the Lord spoke two things to me during worship. And one was that, you know, our in Vision Builders and in our giving that's over and above, it's not a competition with the person next to us. So never to compare our size of giving to our friends, to the person next to us, to the person that we see on stage. We're all coming from different walks of life. We're all in different places and the Lord calls us all to different levels. And um, what matters is our heart in that. And um, I think something that's really helpful is tying our, um, tying our giving to an outcome. So the first time Zach and I ever gave over and above our tithe, it wasn't to vision builders. It was to a, we weren't even at Awaken. It was, it was to a nonprofit and it was $40 a month. Okay. But that $40 a month provided water to a child in Africa for, with, for clean water. And so we knew if we didn't give that $40 the next month that that child didn't, didn't get the water. Right. And so our hearts were tied to that. We were connected. And so I think even if it's $40 a month for vision builders, that's what we can give tying that to a kid at Awaken Academy, like, oh my gosh, if I don't complete it this month, a kid at Awaken Academy might not get the resources that they need to be able to thrive and learn about Jesus and teach that. So really connecting that with our heart to something that's happening in the kingdom and through the ministry of Vision Builders. So for me, uh, Christy and I are actually living this right now. Um, so we've been praying all year, like, God, we need a word for vision builders. Cause like I said, you know, just figure out what God wants you to do and then do that thing. And, uh, we, we didn't have a word, didn't have a word, didn't have a word, didn't have a word, didn't have a word. So we finally went out to lunch with pastor Jesse and pastor Kat, which I recommend if you're, if you're trying to process something. And, um, in that lunch, God spoke to both me and Christy separately. And he was like, I haven't given you a word cause I already gave you one two years ago. 
And two years ago, he gave us a vision for vision builders that was like, we both knew it, spoke to us separately, confirmed in DNA, like we knew it. But it was so fantastic that we couldn't wrap our heads around it. And so instead, we just gave a whole bunch of money. Like, and we got a couple sabers and we're thinking we're crushing it. And God just spoke to us this week and was like, you didn't do what I asked you to do. And so like in that moment, you got to repent because you know what God's calling you to do. And then you just have to change your mind about it. So now I'm wrapping my head around it. And, uh, and he's not going to give me another word till we fulfill the first word. So that's where we are. Yeah. I love that. One, one quick thing too. I think there is something to be said for, you know, everybody has investment opportunities that they let pass by them that they regret. Maybe it was a stock that you didn't purchase or a property you didn't purchase. Don't miss out on what God's doing here because it is so powerful. And to be able to tie to that and latch to that is incredible. So good. Come on. Here, let's all stand. I want to pray together. I'm going to read. Uh, hey, you guys enjoy this. How incredible are these guys? So amazing. I'm going to read this scripture in Second uh, Corinthians 8, 7. It says, but since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in love, uh, we have kindled in you. See that you also excel in the grace of giving. In the grace of giving. You know, one of the things I want us to be is a generous people. And one of the markers of a, of a believer is generosity. Why? Because that is the heart and the DNA of our Heavenly Father, right? There, there's just no way around that. It's, it's literally a natural part of the overflow. It's why when the story of Zacchaeus, remember, kind of the stingy tax collector, he encounters Christ, and he instantly switches from withholding and stingy to generous and giving, right? And, and so I think for all of us, as we walk out this life of faith, we walk out with, in every sphere that God's called us to, I want to keep leaning in to excel in giving because I know that is the DNA and the heart of my Heavenly Father. And while, while we live here on earth, what could we do to transform the, the world that we see? What could we do to transform the culture that's around us to see the kingdom of God expand all throughout our city and, you know, th this month, I, I hope that you begin to pray and ask, okay, God, what do you want us to do? What are you calling us to give above and beyond our tithe? What is that vision builder's commitment? And again, I love what you said. Don't worry about what somebody else is doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't worry about what, what is God speaking to you guys about? And we'll get opportunities at the end of the month to lean into that. But whatever it is, let it be because, not because you feel arm twisted or obligated or you're trying to keep up with somebody else. Let it be an overflow that says, God, could my life and my work fund kingdom business? Could my life and my work transform a culture, shift education, shift what people are experiencing and encountering? Could I live a life that transforms the world around me? Absolutely, you can. And so we want to bring what we have and, and release that uh, into the world that's around us. And Vision Builders is one of the arms that we get to do that together as a church. Amen? Amen. We're, we're going to pray. I want you to lift up your hands just to receive from God. I'm going to ask... Uh, uh, I'm going to ask Nick to, to pray over us here uh, this, this morning quickly. Just pray uh, just for God's goodness. Pray for wisdom. Pray for favor. Pray for uh, an unlocking, 
right, and unlocking in their business, in their industry, whatever they're putting their hand to do, that they're going to find increase in, in favor. Come on, let's receive that this morning. Yeah, Father God, thank you for this morning. God, thank you for your spirit. Thank you, Lord, that you care about each and every hair on our head, God, that you love each and every person in this room so much, God, that you have the best for them, Lord, that if something in their life is not the best today, it's because you're not done with it, Lord. So God, we just pray that the gates of heaven would open up over everybody in this room, Lord, that blessing and favor would come down on these people. I pray for new business ideas. I pray for um, conversations that need to be had in the workplace or at home with friendships to, be, to bring restoration, that you would be there and give confidence, Lord. Lord, we just pray that there will be a shifting in the atmosphere, that as these people walk out of this room, Lord, that they would be different. Lord, that people can see them in their business, in their job, and know that something is different and see that the hand of God is on them and that this church would get filled with people that we have brought from our jobs, from our marketplace, Lord. But Lord, we just pray over everybody's finances in this room right now. We pray that there would be debts that are canceled. We pray that there would be new promotions, new job ideas, new markets to attack. God, we just pray that you would give direction and wisdom, Lord, over everybody in this room. We pray for just unbelievable favor. The only way you can explain it is because you have done it, Lord. God, I just pray that the glory would be all yours this morning. We love you. We bless this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com. Or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.